You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey, welcome to Expansion, a podcast about personal and professional development here at EXP Realty. I'm your host, Glenn Sanford, and founder of EXP, and each Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be talking to one of our icon agents about their careers, success, and ultimately what inspires them. Today, I'm really excited to welcome David Upchurch to our podcast. Hey, welcome, David. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. Yeah, so um, now you've been with EXP now, what, since 2018, 2017? Yeah, uh, actually this month. Uh, this month was uh, the month that I uh, jumped into the pool, uh, and I think this is my fourth. I'm going on be my fourth year. Okay, awesome. And and you've iconed four times. Yeah, every time I icon uh, because I have such an amazing team. Uh, um, I icon pretty pretty quickly, which is which is right. Awesome. Of course, it has nothing to do with you, right? Well, I, I do give a lot of credit. To, I give a lot of credit to the people that uh, that that make me look. There you good. go. There you go. Well, uh, no. Well, congratulations. And now, when did you uh, when did you first get into this crazy business called real estate? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've I've pretty much been kind of an independent person my whole entire life. Every every sport that I ever did was kind of an individual sport. Um, so real estate was just perfect for me, but I tell people all the time that I got drug into this business, kicking and screaming. I wanted nothing to do with it. Same here. And I, and I'll, I'll be honest about that. I was in social services. I was working with, uh, at-risk kids, uh, and, and for several years loved it. Um, and then it just got to a point where I kind of felt like the system was, about money and and not about the kids and the families. And it kind of just was wearing on me a little bit. And I had a buddy that had just got into real estate. And for a year, he just, he begged me. He's like, David, I know you would be good at this. This is, this is perfect. This is right up your alley. No, I didn't, you know, no, no, no. I was just about to get married, start my family. You know, I was good with my, you know, $35,000 a year job. I was happy, small town, Indiana. And, um, you know, it, it just, Took it to a point. I finally said, "All right, let me uh, let me see your paychecks, right? Let me see those commission checks," and and I jumped in and quickly, quickly, I just absolutely fell in love with it. And and my dad told me at a very young age, if you can find something that you love to do and make money, do it. No matter if it's a lot of money or little money. He was a firefighter, uh, didn't make a ton of money, but loved what he did. And I quickly realized that real estate was was for me. Well, awesome. No, what what year was that? That was uh, ninety. I think it was ninety seven. It was either ninety seven or ninety eight. So I think it was the end of ninety seven, and really ninety eight is when I really got started. Okay, so you you're twenty five years in the business. Yeah, I've I've been in the business a while. So what? Yeah, and and multiple states. Oh, too, yeah, because so. you're you're what North Carolina and yeah Indiana. Yeah, so I started my career in Indiana, uh, and then in 2003, I went to Las Vegas to open up a real estate company out there, and then in two, early, early 2007, I moved to Charlotte, and uh, this is where we wanted to raise the family, so we we, we planted seeds in Charlotte, and we're, we're never leaving. Right. Now, what, now what, uh, what attracted you to, to EXP? So I, you know, had been in the business a long time. So I had been at small boutiques. Um, I had owned my own. And then when the crash hit, um, I would say probably 
2010 is when I really started thinking I needed to do something different. Uh, I had never been with a large franchise or large firm before. So I decided to make a switch and I went to one of the big name companies and quickly realized after about $10,000 of rebranding uh, during the time that, you know, sales weren't fantastic in eight, nine and 10, 10,000 was a lot of money, still is. Uh, I quickly realized after about seven or eight months, it just, it wasn't for me. So I left and I went to another firm that was much more open to my ideas of building a team um, and encouraged it and, and self-branding. I've always been a huge fan of self-branding. I tell agents all the time, you own a business, so promote it. Um, and if your brokerage won't let you promote you, then you need to switch brokerages. Um, and this, this brokerage was I at was fantastic. It was team driven. It was, you know, allowed me to, uh, you know, kind of market my team and, and myself did was there for about two and a half, three years, decided at that point that I was going to go independent and went independent. I was two years into it and things were going really, really well. And I just, one thing that I started doing in probably 2009 is I started networking with agents all over the country. And I started seeing these big teams and or teams that turned into brokerages then join EXP. So I respected these people. I kind of did not just called them and ask them why. I really dug into EXP to figure out why I thought they were doing it. And at that moment, I realized why it was good for my team. Um, and that reason was for my agents. You know, I said at the very beginning, you know, the agents, you know, it was a couple, three years ago, I, I was up on the stage at EXP getting a, an award for team sales. And, and I was really upset that my entire team was not there um, because, you know, it's really not about me. It, it is really about them. And I realized that I had a safety net. I had a, a, a plan to somewhat get out of the business, but they didn't. They were my plan, but they didn't have an exit strategy. And I, as a small independent broker, wasn't able to give them an exit strategy. Knowing if I could partner with EXP, they are now at the same table that I'm at. And they have an opportunity to build an exit strategy. Now, whether they do it or not is, on, is up to them. Right. But at least I know they're at the table. Mm -hmm. No. And, and, that's, and that's why I really felt like at that point that it was, it was best for not just me. It was best for the people that had helped me build what I wanted to build. Right. Yeah. Well, it goes back to a phrase that I you know, truly, truly mean when I say it, that uh, I wanted to build the real estate brokers that I would be an agent at for the rest of my career. Um, and, and, you know, using that, I think, um, you know, it, you know, when you look at all the various different elements, it makes one, it makes it easier to run a team at EXP, yeah. but, but two, uh, you can look everybody in the eye and know that, you know, they have opportunities here that they'd never find at a traditional brokerage. And, and so as a result, they're, they're in the best place they can be as well. So, yes, you know, and I just had an agent. So we, like I said, we joined and it was 18 and I would say it was a little over a year ago. Um, one of my agents said, you know, David, I wasn't real sure 
when, you know, why you were doing this and why you thought it was a good idea. I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I went because you believed in it. And, and which really just kind of blew me away because she jumped with her eyes closed and she basically said, thank you. Thank you for doing this because I didn't see it, but you did. Right. Yeah. Which was just amazing. No, well, that's awesome. So now you've obviously built a, a large team. Your team has been, has, you know, you and the, the folks that you've attracted um, have built a large organization just in terms of just your real estate team. What, what, what does your business look like? How did you, how are, how is it organized? What are you, what's your primary lead generation strategy or is it, uh, is it relationship based? Is it, is it uh, internet based? Is it combination? What does it, what does all that look like? Yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of a combination. So, so it, uh, go back to 2015. 2015, I was a single agent. I built a team and killed a team and built a team and killed a team. I just did it the wrong way. Right. I built a team back then because I wanted a team, not because I needed a team. So finally, I decided I'm done. I'm just going to grind. I grinded in, in, in 2015. I think I did like 65 sales for like 22 million ish. And I literally was burnt out. Uh, my daughter at the time um, was probably maybe 10. And she told me to, I should marry my phone because I'm on it all the time. And, and it, it kind of hurt, right. right? I mean, I realized, I realized that she noticed it. Um, and I decided at that moment I needed a buyer's agent because I really started loving sellers and not so much buyers, but I loved sellers. So I needed somebody that loved buyers like I loved sellers. And Laura is still with me today. And she was my first buyer's agent. And um, quickly we, we brought on... Um, I thought I was bringing on an ISA, but I ended up bringing on my operations manager. Uh, she's been with me ever since. Literally within a month after I brought uh, Laura on, Casey came with pretty quickly. Uh, and and um, we, we did that for a year or so. Then we brought in another agent. And then in 2009, no, 2019 was our full, first full year where I had a listening partner as well and I was somewhat out. Um, I think in 2019, I maybe maybe have done three or four sales and it was all because my wife knew the people and was like, David, you need to work with these people. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then since then, we've just kind of grown. We, but we're still fairly small. We're a small mega team. Uh, we have about 12 agents. Uh, we'll do this year. We've already done, I think I looked, we've, we've done 42 million year to date. So we're on pace to do about 80 million uh, with, with, a pretty, what I consider a pretty small team. Uh, our lead generation source is, is everything, right? Because I, I learned early on, don't put it all into one basket because if that goes away, uh, you're, you're dead in the water. So a lot of online stuff. I do a ton of farming. That's really how I built the business was I kind of told, I, so I'm in the Charlotte market, but I told people, I said, okay, you guys can fight over Charlotte. I live in the suburb of Charlotte, so I'm going to focus on my little area uh, of Charlotte. Uh, and I started out doing 2,500 postcards, and we're up to 35,000 postcards um, about every three weeks. So we'll we'll I'll mail about 750,000 postcards in a year. Wow! So what's what's and the it's all focused on finding? So sellers. what's the budget on that? Like uh, what's what? Um. I want to say it's about one hundred and ninety thousand a year. Okay, and 
for the for the farm cards. I've got it, I've got it down to a science to where it's uh, I'm at about thirty two cents a card printed delivered, um, and that's you know six and a half by eleven because I've always said if my face is going to be on it, it's going to be really big and professional looking. So it's a nice big postcard. It's always uh, seller driven. Right. Um, those cards those cards I'm looking for sellers. I would say probably 80% of our marketing budget is geared towards sellers, but we're still 50-50 with buyers and sellers. Okay. Now, is there, um, is there one or two calls to action in those in that mailings that, that really works the best? Like you go, we're sending this yeah. card and we know we're going to pull more? Yeah. So it, that, that, that evolves, right? So in, in, I started mailing in 2013 and it was... Uh, you know, houses were sitting on the market for six months and then expiring, right? So I, I, my call to action then was I'll sell your house in 59 days or I'll sell it for free. Today, that's not a very good call to action, right? right? So, so that call to action has evolved. Um, then it was uh, stats. I talked about our stats versus other agent stats of, you know, that we sell them quicker for more money. We get more showings than the average agent. Uh, we have done... Um, We've done moving clean program where we'll tell sellers, hey, you list with us and we'll we'll clean your home after it's done and we'll actually pay to get you moved. Um, what else have we done? We've done, I've done some, oh, I did uh, 2019, I probably my most popular one and I wish I had a sample of it, was uh, flexible commission. Um, and it was a Photoshop of me doing the splits in a suit. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So was that, was that a take on sort of the uh, sort of the Russell Shaw sort of six four? Yeah, yes, is exactly what it was. I didn't. I don't know Russell Shaw, but it was basically you know people would call and say, "What's the commission?" And my and and my essays was, "Well, it's flexible. The agents it's anywhere from zero to six percent. Okay. Let the agent come out and talk to you, and then they would come out and and show them and." That was very popular, but again, that's not a very good call to action today, right. because I think people expect us to be flexible. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Well, I know that he he pioneered, and he, I think he still has the website nohasslelisting.com, and it was, uh, and he did that radio thing, and this is this are mid two thousand four, two thousand five, and he was all over the all over the TV and radio with it. Do you do? By the way, do you do TV and radio at all? So I have never done TV and radio. Um, I started to. I want to say it was 2015 or 2016, but I decided I really want to focus on my local area and dominate this area. Um, when I did radio in Charlotte, I noticed that it was taking us all over the place and it took our focus off of our area. And, and I really wanted to focus on this county. Okay, uh, It's a pretty affluent county um, and, and there's enough sales down here to... To, to really accomplish our team goals. So that's what we focus on. Is so so part postcards is obviously a huge part of your marketing campaigns. Um, does Do you have a social strategy to go with it? Does there... Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not good at social media. I wish I was. Um, we do definitely, there's some social structure to it. Uh, we do some Facebook ads, obviously. We do a lot of Google pay-per-click. Uh, I haven't jumped into the video, uh, YouTube ads, all that stuff yet. Um, I'm, I'm really hardcore on postcards. We do directional signs every weekend. We put out 30 to 40 directional signs, what I call them just mini billboards. 
Um, and then our office is right downtown um, in our little uh, local area. We have a downtown. So, you know, I, I really try to brand us um, uh, those ways. And, and then and then socialist is something that I just honestly I have not been. OK. No. And where would you uh, at this point, um, uh, where would you say you get the the best ROI? Uh, is it is it postcards? Is it uh, is it? it's postcards. Okay. It's not. It's not even close. It's so close yeah, because uh, how many listings did you guys take off of the postcards last year? So it's, it's so I get that question a lot because I actually I have a training class that I actually do in the world um, that's called farming on a budget. And one of the first questions people ask me is, "What's the ROI?" And and my answer is that's the one thing that is so hard to pinpoint because. Are they, are they calling because of the postcard or are they calling because of the postcard and the signs and the office downtown and they saw, saw us on social? Now, I would say that the majority of them, so I use the cards more for branding. Now, listen, I have a call number on that, on that card, right, that I can track. So I know that we're getting a ton of calls. Um, last year, I think we did 92 listings last year uh, and it was a total of hundred and we had 186 sales last year. So again, right, right at half. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so and they're all and they're all right here in this okay. area. Okay. Oh, awesome. So it's so it's 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 ties right to the marketing that you do, and all that. Um, so how do you like? You've got um, you've got your team structure. Uh, how do you think about um, scaling that team? Like you mentioned, you you brought in uh, what was going to be an ISA, became your operations manager. Is is that person really organizing and sort of hiring for the different positions? How how are you organizing? So so one of the nice things, one of the values that I saw for for me partnering with the XP was that I didn't necessarily now have to focus on growing my team. I can focus on growing my organization. So, and, and for those, the team, I mean the people that I provide leads to that come into my office, that, that have my admin staff, the people that their signs look like my signs, my team, my team members. When I talk about organization, I'm talking about the agents that I have um, uh, attracted over from other agents to EXP and they've grown theirs. I've got agents, I've got a hundred and I want to think I just looked, I think it was 140, 145 uh, EXP agents in my organization, but I've only got like a 10 or I got 12 agents on my team. So my focus now has been growing the organization, not so much the team, right? The team is right now. I never use the word perfect, but it's pretty close to perfect. We don't, I don't necessarily want 50 agents on my team. I would rather have 10 to 12 agents on my team and 500 agents in my organization. Right, yeah. Because well, I think the you know, teams, and if you've done this um, a while, uh, you know, once teams get above 12 or 15 agents, they tend to become a revolving door. And I do not want yeah. that. So, so there's... That is the one thing that I've never had... Uh, uh, an issue with agents coming and going. I've had a few, mm-hmm. right? We all have a few. 
Um, but that's not something that, that, that we like. And that's the reason I, I remain the team small because it has to be a fit fit. Right. Cool. Well, um, let me just see if I've got some more, any other notes here. So, um, CRM, what are you, what are you using with the, with the, it sounds like you probably have a pretty robust system there. We do, yeah. So our our lead generation, we use a company called Sierra Interactive. Um, I've had it forever, uh, and when I came over to to EXP, I looked at KV Core. Amazing, amazing product, almost identical, um, but it was just hard to switch. Right. Yeah, I mean, once you build your uh, team, it's it you you, you yeah. you've got. I I could imagine you've got tens of thousands of contacts in that database. Yes. And uh, how do you reorganize that? And I, well, I didn't want to, what is not, I always say it, it, we can reorganize anything. We can relearn anything. But do I really want to change it to, for 10,000 people? Because I've also always said our goal as agents is to get people on our website. Get them on our website. Get them used to clicking. Get them used to knowing where the buttons are, right? right? Because the, the more they're used to our site, the more they're going to use our site and not Realtor.com or Zillow or, or, or another agent site. They're comfortable with ours. They know where the buttons are. Yep. Do I really want to change that for 10,000 people? And the answer was absolutely right. not. Well, no. It's, uh, uh, in fact, you have uh, the word click in your real estate t- uh, website name. I do. Car- Car- yeah, carolinahomeclick.com. And then I just did an expansion in back home in Indiana uh, so I have a couple agents back in Indiana that's on the team uh, that are of that uh, 12 that I talked mm-hmm. about. And that one is IndianaHomeClick.com. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's, uh, you know, th- there's uh, one of the things that we're, we're going to actually have as part of the sort of intro, outro to, to this podcast going forward. We talked about earlier today was success leaves clues. And, uh, you know, I, I know you dropped a few few here. But one that I think is super um, beneficial, especially if you have a web-based strategy, is include the name of the market that you're you're doing real estate in, in your domain name. Uh, I think it's so important that a consumer, when they look at your domain name, recognize the relevancy of that domain name immediately to what they're doing. So if you're doing PPC, if you're putting it on social, if you're putting it on a, a card, um, do you? By the way, do you have DavidUpchurch.com? I do, and that is more geared towards my sellers. So DavidUpchurch.com goes uh, on all of my postcards. So if I'm if I'm marketing for a seller, it goes to DavidUpchurch.com, and if I'm gearing towards buyers uh, through a social or through Google Pay per click, then it's going to take them to the CarolinaHomeClick.com. Which is basically the same website, just different pages on that. Site. Yeah, no, well, it, it's a, it's a, it's you know, it's it's stuff that I think um, when you've done this for a while, and if you're a good marketer as you are, you start to recognize what works and what doesn't, and and uh, you know, I uh, that was in in my you know back in the day, I was everything was it was Nashville home surfing, it was Las Vegas web of homes, it was Phoenix power search. It was uh, Seattle Power Search. I used a lot of Power Search, and then I owned a lot of the the city names followed by the .net. So I had Bellingham.net, Blaine.net, Ferndale.net, and then I went real estate.bellingham.net, 
And for a consumer, that's like crack. It's like, I'm, I'm clicking there if I'm searching for a home. So, uh, and we're so we're so close. So I'm I'm where I'm sitting. I'm actually at home right now, and my neighbor's neighbor, okay, right? is is South Carolina. So that's the reason I didn't do Charlotte or anything like that because probably twenty five percent of our business uh, on our team is is South Carolina as well. So that's the reason I went with Carolina Home Click instead of like Charlotte. So, so what you're saying is you can walk to an entire different state. Well, I will tell you, Glenn, let me brag just for a second. I will tee off on my in my backyard, uh, or the, the, the tee box is in South Carolina, and if you hit a good drive, you'll land in my back near my backyard in North Carolina. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I, I could almost <laughs> one-up you in that where I'm at, if I tee off, and if I, was, if I showed you where I'm at, I could tee off in the United States, and the, the golf ball would land in Canada. <laughs> All right, you got me. You, that's that's totally better. <laughs> well, well, David. Hey, thanks for for jumping on this uh, podcast with Absolutely. me. I know agents are going to love hearing uh, some of the the tips and tricks that uh, that you've done over the years. And you know, obviously, you've, you've built an amazing career in the business. Thanks for being in the business. Thanks for being the sharing person you are. Um, you know, I'm very. You know, I know there's a reason why. You've got such an amazing team and, uh, you know, leadership is a big part of it. So, um, and then for, for those of you listening, um, you know, thanks for, for listening. Uh, as mentioned, uh, you know, davidupchurch.com, carolinahomeclick.com. Uh, obviously, you can reach David on, on Workplace. Uh, send him a referral if you know somebody in that area and you need somebody. Um, but then join us next time uh, on the next podcast. And until then, take care. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, David. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.